This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello again, everyone, and happy Wednesday. This is another episode of the Soulfully Casual Podcast, and I am your host, Matty Ice. And we're back on this you know, kind of dreary Wednesday to talk about um, you know, a few things that are kind of going through my mind. But uh, first of all, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, whether you're old or new, I really want to say thank you because uh, anybody who continues to turn in uh, is just continuing to provide me the ability to come to you and bring this content to you. And it just makes me very, very happy. So keep doing that. Uh, another thing, as always, connection with the show. It's really important. Uh, email, soulfully.casual at gmail.com. Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast, and Twitter, at Soulfully Casual. So it's the beginning of the year, which means it's the month of January. And I'll be honest with you, um, these months right here, January, February, March, are really not my favorite. And despite the fact that we are seeing warmer weather than usual in Northern Virginia, and I think all over the place you're seeing different weather patterns, and I've talked about how we need to, you know, think about climate change and, and kind of get some things under control. But despite all this nice weather that we've been having, uh, at least nicer than usual, these really are the worst three months of the year for me. I really have never liked January, February or March. Um, and who knows? I think when I when I think about it, you know, Christmas is my favorite time of the year. And while December necessarily isn't my favorite month, the Christmas season and Christmas in general uh, really make me happy. And I think when you are coming off uh, an entire month dedicated to feeling good, giving, eating good food, and just general, you know, good tidings. Uh, coming off of that into a new year, it's energizing at first, but I've also talked about how the new year feels like the old year really, really quickly. Um, and it provides a little bit of boost when you turn into new year. And I think for a lot of people, turning from 2020 to 2021 provided a very, very temporary boost until January 6th when uh, everything hit the fan. But um, I think, you know, recently I, I was talking in about identity, validation, self-worth. And then when I think about these first three months of the year, they really lack an identity to me. Like when somebody says to you, what, when you think about February, what do you think about? And maybe people will say Valentine's Day. But if you think about Valentine's Day in general, like it's such a fleeting concept. It's not as if that good feeling of Valentine's Day carries the beginning or the you know back half of the month. It's really a one-day endeavor that we're not all anticipating. And I think in a lot of ways, we're probably you know dreading coming up to it because if your spouse is somebody who is expecting some grand gesture on Valentine's Day, then you have a lot to think about. But January, maybe the new year gives people some type of a feeling, but March has no feeling to me. Like, I don't even know what March is supposed to be. It's just a month where the weather is crappy. It could rain a lot. It could snow a lot. It could be cold. There's no holidays in there. There's really nothing to look forward to in terms of like what is happening within that 31 day month in which, you know, what what is it? What are you looking for? Like, okay, St. Patrick's Day, I guess. But again, that's similar to Valentine's Day. And unless you have somewhere to go or you are of Irish descent, does it really mean anything to you for real? Like, is there any real meaning behind it? And I, when you look at the whole calendar year, to me, the nine of those months have some type of an identity. They have kind of a feel. So take January, February, March out of it. 
April starts to feel like spring, like just writing or typing the date April 1st makes you feel warmer just in general. Even if the weather hasn't necessarily fully cooperated on the first of the month, April feels like it's the start of spring. You feel like something's about ready to turn around. And lately, the month of April has actually been fairly nice around here. And sure, it's going to rain a lot because the old adage of April showers bring May flowers, but you kind of feel the anticipation of warmer weather coming about. May is actually one of my favorite months because it's almost like the ideal weather. Like, it's almost as if the weather in Northern Virginia has hit some type of a stride and you get like low 70s, sunny. Now, I will say this, as a sneaker person, the the concept of t-shirt and jeans with some really crisp sneakers, like that makes me very happy. So that's why I kind of love this weather pattern in May because it kind of allows me to be that person. As much as I love hoodies, um, I, I generally like the combination of jeans and a t-shirt. Um, and then June, July, and August, well, that's summer. I think everybody knows what summer is. The beach, cookouts, you know, being outside, warm weather, not having to worry about bundling up. Uh, I think those, the freedom of warm weather is very magical, if you think about it. Like, you really don't have to worry too, too much about what you're going to wear or what you're going to do. When it's really hot and humid, you have to be careful about athletic endeavors and so forth. But for the most part, you know, you know that less is more when it comes to clothing, so you're kind of covered there. September has a feel. I think if you're a kid, it has a different feel than it does for adults or parents, but September always feels like the start of school. We always associate it with the start of school. It's like a new beginning. Either your kids are going back to school, if you're a teacher, you're going back to school, or just in general, like around here, we live near a high school, the traffic patterns change. Maybe they didn't in 2020, but under normal circumstances, they do. October, Halloween, pumpkins. That's when we start thinking more fallish. The weather starts to turn a little bit, but we think about Halloween. We think about candy. November is obviously Thanksgiving, and that's when we really start to hunker down in fall because we're wearing much more clothing. It's getting colder, but we're eating right comfort foods, breads, uh, you know, like pies, turkey, stuffing, all that stuff. And as I mentioned earlier, Christmas is December. So it really asks for me, what does that leave the first three months of the year? And it really comes down to two words, and that's seasonal depression. Uh, for the longest time, admittedly, I refused to believe that seasonal depression was a thing. Uh, you know, my mom decided to move to San Diego when I decided to move to this region, and she did so because she wanted the sun. Now, partially it was because she had been there when she used to work for the government and she loved it, but she wanted to go back there. And, you know, when she first moved out there, she would tell me, I just feel so much better. The sun, the sun, you have to think about moving out here because just having that constant sunshine just makes me feel better and it'll make you feel better. And she did seem happier in those immediate months, you know, after she got there. And I went to visit her not long after I had moved here. I think it was Christmas. And I got a little bit of a glimpse of what that life was like. And anybody who's ever been to San Diego, you know that the weather is basically ideal for a vast majority of the year. Um, you know, 70s, sun pretty much 90% of the year, beaches galore. Uh, you get to sort of have a little bit of that freedom of summer that I talked about, where you don't have to ask yourself, should I wear something warm? Should I have a jacket? Um, you know, should I wear thick socks? Anything like that. When I came back to the East Coast after that, it did feel a little bit burdensome having to think about all of those things, having to be back in the cold. 
but I sort of just chalked it up to, well, I'm used to this weather. I went into something new. It was nice. And I came back. I thought of it as a vacation. Like a lot of times, if you go on vacation to the Caribbean or you go somewhere warm and you come back, there is a little bit of a like, you know, lull and a depression because you wish you were back in that warm weather. Um, you know, and for years, I really didn't recognize or I, I did, but I didn't recognize the fact that I felt different in the wintertime because I kind of thought that, you know, I was immune to feeling let down if there was no sun, that I was somehow, well, it's not really, the weather's not really affecting me. It's just wintertime. Things are blah. You know, I can't really go outside a lot. And so that's all that it is. And I never really recognized that I think, you know, I was really affected by this more than I thought. You know, in winter, I would do what most people do. I stayed home more. I was tired, more tired during the day. Like, you know, when when you start to feel that malaise at the end of your day, that would shift a little bit earlier. Um, you know, and I would have just a random sense of blah. And I thought just, well, it's darker earlier. So that's kind of what it is. My body's telling me that I should be tired because it's dark. But when I started to run, and I talked about that in my episode about my relationship with food, you know, it hit me. Uh, as a runner, when I was training for, for marathons or half marathons or whatever race that I was gearing up for, um, you know, I would work during the day in the office, and then I would run and do my training after work. And I always worked until about 4.30. And in the summertime, spring, summertime, it was fantastic because it stayed light so late. So I was able to do all of my you know, workouts, do everything, and still be able to get home and have a bunch of sunlight. And there's a key theme if you start listening, right? And then it was in, I think, 2013, maybe 2012, uh, I was training for um, another marathon here in the D.C. area, and daylight savings time hit, and we fell back, which I always look forward to in the moment, but now that I've gotten older, I'm like, well, falling back is really stupid because... Why am I looking forward to getting an extra hour of sleep one day a year? I wish I could get an extra hour of sleep every day of the year. But anyway, and I was starting to go do my runs that first week afterward. And it was getting dark here at like 4.30. And I remember taking a shower, you know, at work, driving home. And my father called me and I just told him, I was like, I just can't shake this. I feel so terrible. And it's because of the damn weather. And it really dawned on me at that point, you know. I think what my mother has been saying this whole time is is true. I think the weather does affect me. I think that I do have seasonal depression. And I realized I was feeling depressed because of the weather. Um, you know, less of the sun, especially when I was running, more darkness, having to bundle up, like wear long pants when I was running. It, it was something that, you know, I just didn't ever give credence to. But once I realized it, I realized what I had to do. I realized that I had to, while not easy every single day or even especially now during a pandemic and it's more often to find the light i would have to focus on the little things i would have to find small positivities or small victories along the way that would overcome this because winter is long if you just think about it in terms of how many days it is and if every single day you're thinking about how you can't wait for the sun it's going to be a long while and also for your parents listening out there it's the same thing like when we were in the newborn phase and thinking how much more of the newborn phase do we have left, it felt so daunting. But when we thought about, well, let's get through this next three hour block that made it much more manageable. So that's that, that was something that I learned a long time ago that also worked with my parenting. But as I've gotten older, to me, I found it more and more important to focus on the details of life 
when it comes to sort of the everyday, you know, coming and going. I'm a big picture person, both in my personal and professional life. And even with this podcast, the episodes that you've heard up until now, I have probably missed some details about post editing, you know, sound quality. And I've had people chime in about that. And that's me to a T. Like, I'm thinking about the big picture of this show. I'm thinking about what happens when this show gets picked up somewhere and I'm doing ad reads and I'm going national maybe and, and having a larger audience and being able to do this for a living. And in doing so, you sort of miss the details. At work, I'm able to you know, hire people to surround me that can help me fill in those details. When I get lost in the big picture, they're there to remind me of the small things that get to that larger picture. Um, and even in my personal life, you have to find the small victories. You, you just have to. I'm somebody that exercises regularly. And for those of you who have never met me, I mean, I'm not in terrific shape. Like if you see me, I look average. Even though I'm a multi-mar- multi-time marathon runner, even though I'm a boxer, I look average. I look like your you know, average you know, dad in his late 30s. I have a little bit of a gut, but I do the best that I can. But even somebody who loves to exercise and who exercises regularly, whenever I just get out for a walk, to me, that's a small victory that I say, hey, you know what? That's better than nothing. That's better than me sitting on the couch and completely missing my moment to do that. Um, Sometimes I will, you know, search social media for a feel-good story. And while admittedly in 2020 that became much more difficult to do, it became essential because I would find some story about some celebrity, some athlete, or just some random occurrence where people did nice things for each other. Uh, Especially during the pandemic because so many people as this thing went on and on and on, You just heard so many stories about people losing loved ones, people not being able to see their loved ones and the lengths that people would go to try and better a situation for their neighbor. And I use their neighbor as in the sense of like your fellow human, though those things made me feel good. And that's why I started sharing them on the other show that I co-host political football with Cleve and Dave, because there's so many good stories of, especially with athletes, because athletes have the ability and a platform to be able to do a lot of good for their community. Some choose not to, some choose to, and the ones that choose to, I think are are commended. Like, sure, a lot of athletes are asked to do the bare minimum when it comes to that. But when you see an athlete really putting their time and resources in, and I'll actually give you a good example. Uh, Chase Claypool is a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a rookie this year. A fan wrote to him and talked about his dad. His dad suffered from dementia. And he talked about how, you know, his he and his dad watched every single Pittsburgh Steelers game together and that he knew every single player his dad knew every single player and that you know at this point in his dementia half the time he didn't know who he was who the players were and you know what they were doing and while it made this fan really sad he asked Chase Claypool hey do you think you can send a jersey my way or his way I should say uh, and have it signed by the entire team or even just a few people and Chase Claypool did just that. He sent this man um, his jersey. He had signed it with a letter, and he even, uh, you know, had a video to sort of go with it. And thankfully, this dad received it in a moment where he was lucid, and he understood what was going on, and the emotional connection that Chase Claypool made, um, you know, via this charitable moment that he had, or this charitable, um, you know, act that he he you know provided was just awesome. And to me, I think it's great when 
when athletes do that or celebrities do that. But um, there are ways in which I think that the seasonal depression thing can be overcome. So one of the ways was finding, you know, those types of things. But I think it comes down to taking time throughout your day to bask in the glory of something small. And I don't know what that is for you. Like, I know what it is for me. Going for a walk, getting a workout in, connecting with a friend, um, just anything, you know, that you can do, you find that for yourself. An example of something that I did this week, a friend of mine was really upset because a friend of ours, you know, was kind of a, kind of mean to the two of us. You know, he, he kind of spat on something that we put our hard work into and he, you know, was really affected by it and was really upset. So my son actually walked uh, with his little like rolling walker thing for the first time. And I sent him a video of that because I knew that was something that'd make his day. And it did. And guess what? For that particular day, uh, I felt better about things. And so that may sound corny, but I really, really think that there are days in which the lack of sun, the lack of warmth can get even to the happiest person, right? You hear a lot of, a lot of this in Seattle, Pacific Northwest where it rains a lot the clouds the rain it gets to some people and you have to have a specific mindset in order to get through it and I think if you take time to find out what those things are for yourself and also find out what they are for others I think you can then help anybody getting through something that they're going through and it doesn't have to be seasonal depression but sometimes we need something that's not just our family you know I mean having kids is wonderful but Sometimes there's something more that I need where my wife, my son can't provide whatever it is that I'm looking for for that particular day. And that's where this show comes in for me. I mean, it sounds like it's a big thing, but it's a little thing for me. Being able to know that Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, the people who listen to this show are able to listen to it and get some enjoyment out of the words that I'm saying, that really, really makes me happy. And that's why I'm going to continue doing this as long as I can, because especially during these months of January, February, and March, uh, it allows me a creative freedom and an outlet to be able to make my day, but also make the day for as many people as listens to this show. So if I'm one of those people for you, I'm really, really glad that I can do it. And, you know, if I'm providing that sim that small victory for you and for myself, try to do that for somebody else. Whatever it is, whatever little thing that you can do to make somebody else's day in these three months better, go ahead and do that. And if you're somebody who lives in warm weather, screw you. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, thank you for listening this week. This is something that I had been wanting to talk about for a while. And it's not something that I have a ton of information on in terms of being able to talk ad nauseum about it. Like I do every episode, I kind of shoot from the hip and tell you what I'm feeling in the moment as the record button is hit. And that's what I was feeling in this moment. You know, I'm feeling a little bit down because the weather has been so crappy. There hasn't been a lot of sun. And even though there's two more months of this left, I know that I'm going to get through it because I know the Soulfully Casual li listeners are going to help me get through it. Uh, once again, I want to thank you. Once again, I want to remind you to connect, email, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want. Connect with me. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Ask me questions. I'm willing to get into anything. And if you're willing to come onto the show and talk with me, we can do a little bit longer form and have a good time with it. And the listeners can get to know me better. They can get to know you better. And who knows, it could organically turn into something. So thank you again. I hope everybody has a great Wednesday. And as always, Maddie Ice will see you down the road.